What up, people? It's Hotep Jesus. We back with another sharp conversation. I went to go hit the live button on YouTube, and the thing said I was I was already live. Um, yeah, we were just getting sound straight right there. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. Uh, I am uh, your host, Brian Hotep Jesus Sharp. Is that Hotep Jesus dude? Um, we are going to have a, an interesting conversation tonight. Uh, with a very interesting uh, individual who I actually met in person. Uh, beautiful, great vibe. But before we get into that, um, make sure y'all go to my website, hotepjesus.com or briansharp.co and purchase uh, one of my books. I have three out there. Dominate Twitter if you want to learn how to build a brand, if you want to learn marketing and branding. And I'm not talking about that marketing and branding that's full of fluff and corporate nonsense. I'm talking about real marketing and branding that I learned from my experience distilled and, and distilled down, digested and regurgitated in a, in a way where you can actually take it and run with it. I mean, the, the, uh, coach Joe Hart is, uh, um, uh, uh, has made a million dollars in the past 24 months and he got started with my book. Uh, and there's a lot of people online, uh, Dylan Madden right now, six figure earner, uh, running his, uh, freelance agency. He just hired his mom and his brother. And we're talking about a kid from like down south who wasn't quite sure uh, how to find his way. That's dominate Twitter. So if you want to learn how to build a business from the ground up and kind of get your mind in that entrepreneur space, that's what really people was talking about is, you know, it turns a switch on in your mind and turns you into an entrepreneur. So if you need that switch turned on, go get a copy of dominate Twitter. Um, of course, unbreakable rules of masculinity by yours truly. And my latest release, The Patriot Report, Unmasking the Conspiracy of Money and War. You cannot say you understand money until you get this book. You cannot say you understand the history of money unless you read this book and all of the uh, sources cited in that book. There's over 200 citations in that book. And we get, you know, right down to the nitty gritty uh, and everything up to the Federal Reserve. People like to talk about the Federal Reserve. And then to me, Federal Reserve is completely irrelevant compared to the research that I've done. There were precursors to the that that made the Federal Reserve relevant. So if you understand the precursors to all of that, understanding the Federal Reserve becomes a cinch. People like to say the Federal Reserve is fractional reserve banking. And after you read my book, you'll find out why that's not true. Anyway, without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you some of you already know his, his name. You already know his face. You already know his content. Coach Greg Adams. Coach Greg Adams, what's up, man? In the building with the legendary Twitter domination over there. Man, I'm going to go get the book because I need some Twitter help. Shout out to you. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. Um, yeah, shout out to uh, Coach Greg Adams. JD, four, $4.99 Super Chat. Thank you. Uh, D Digital, he said... Uh, this is, this is what I was telling Coach Greg Adams earlier. He says, the best interviewer on YouTube's and the hardest working man on YouTube got to throw on some shekels. I appreciate you, man. E. Um, Aliba, uh, Kalema, he said, Coach Gang, uh, flat back Kaylee's with nice feet. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right. Yeah, give me some of them. Hold up for a second. I got to get them flat back to Kaylee's some recognition out here with them pretty feet. Watch the bottom of y'all feet, ladies. All right, in here. <laughs> now, now, if y'all don't know it, Coach Greg Adams has his own language. Okay. Yeah. If yeah. you if you don't consume his content, this stuff is gonna go over his head. So for people that don't know his language, can you break that down? Flatback Kaylee. Well, well, let me try and break it down. You tell me if I'm right. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, sounds yeah. like a nice white woman. 
a nice white woman, not not no mud shark white woman, just a nice one that don't be around hood brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because I always said I, I could never date a white woman that owned a pair of Timberlands. Yeah, no, no Jordan. She don't even never owned a pair of Jordan. She don't even know what they are. <laughs> I need me a pure white woman. <laughs> Tiva sandals. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Granola bars and, and, and little poodles. You know what I mean? <laughs> Birkenstocks. <laughs> Birkenstocks. You know what I'm saying? She wear yoga pants from the, from the, the, the Luba, what is it? Lululemon. She Lululemon. wear that, 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 that type of white girl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you come up with this? This dictionary, this dictionary of words. Well, it, it happens just by just it, it just comes out. But I think, you know, first YouTube was, you know, how YouTube is sensitive and censoring and all this stuff. Yeah. So some of these came out of just censoring and then some of it just come out of circumstance. We'll play a video and I'll say something and then somebody remembers it and they either name a channel after it or they'll mention it in the comment section and then it takes on a life of its own. So Kaylee was the name I came up of a video girl we played Kaylee. I mean, you know, you can't go wrong with it, Kaylee. And, uh, you know, and then it stuck. I love it. You know, my favorite one is um, Gordita. The Gorditas <laughs> over here. Everybody know about them Gorditas. Gorditas are nice, man. You know, every now and then you need you a short five foot one, 165 pound, you know, butterball turkey. They take care of you, brothers. I love them gorditas. Brothers be trying to act like they don't mess with gorditas, but they be, you know, they get some tree tacos from some gorditas. What, when, what, at what point in your life does it make sense to get you a gordita? Cause I'm sure it's not for everybody. It's not for every yeah. phase in a man's life. What yeah. phase is that optimal for? It's, it's interesting. That's a, that's a good question because, you know, a lot of people will think I won't say don't get you a short fat woman, but this woman actually, she'll do you well. She'll treat you well. I would say, you know, if you've been struggling in relationships or you got divorced or something like that, and you just want you a nice woman, you know, every, you can't take her out to every place in public now. You know what I mean? You can't be seen. She don't, can't see the lot of day in some places, uh -huh. but she'll be down for you, man. A gordita will be down for your ass. So sometimes you got to, at the end phase of your life, just get you one of them and uh, she'll cook, she'll clean for you. She'll fold your clothes. Don't get no one, no attitude gordita. Nah, okay. don't get no attitude gordita. Humble. That thing she, yeah, she gotta be very comfortable with you and gracious and all that stuff. You know what I mean? She got family that come clean your house up. Yeah, man. <laughs> Taco Tuesday. Hey, sometimes slow Tuesday, we tell you the slow Tuesdays are for gorditas. You know, Tuesday, cause that's your, that's your Mac calendar. You know, you got girls, you know, Friday night, don't be with no gordita. You got to try to get your your girls that are going to definitely turn up for you and be visible with you. You're going to go out and parade her around. Tuesdays are for gorditas. Taco Tuesdays for the gorditas. Taco Tuesdays, yes. Kaylee is a Friday? Kaylee is a Friday, yeah. She, she, she's a good one. You know, you can take her out, be seen, get your social status up a little bit, yeah. you know. She nasty though, you know. Kaylee, Kaylee's supposed to what be you nasty. Mean, she nasty. undercover nasty. She undercover nasty. She a freak. She a freak. Yeah, she mm. a freak. Cause a lot of them be freaks, you know. But you don't think they don't do nothing. She like a bookworm. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, when you get her behind them closed doors, you know, she a freak. Uh, Kaylee yeah, sounds like a good one. Kaylee's a Kaylee's a good grab. Just understand though, there's there's pros and cons to every type of woman. Okay, let's break so that Kaylee's, down. Yeah, there's pros and cons. See, Kaylee, you know, sometimes, especially brothers, we get a Kaylee and she acts nice to us and 
just the nicest a woman will ever act to you. Mm. You know what I mean? And you get mesmerized. You're like, this is incredible, especially if you grew up on the Martin Luther King side of the boulevard. <laughs> and this woman is acting nice to you. And you're like, you can't believe you think you struck gold. Mm. Well, you don't understand that this, she's a passive aggressive person. Mm-hmm. And the passive aggressiveness is going to manifest later after you've invested into her. And then once she turns on you, you don't never want to see Kaylee cry in court on your ass. Mm. She cried to the police and cried, go dig a grave. Is is there a red flag for when you know this is about to come out or, or, or passive aggressive? What are we looking for to know, okay, it might be time to start backing away from Kaylee? When she starts talking about depression, mental illness, you know, mm. she starts, life seems difficult for Anxiety. Kaylee. Anxiety. Anxiety and stress and, oh, it seems like things are just, you know, that means the walls are closing in on her. That's your red flag. When she mentions those issues, mm. it's time to go. Mm. But she gonna might single white female yo ass. She might, you know, you never know what she's capable of. You know, she called the police. It's it's tough with Kaylee's because you get roped into the niceness and then she flips on you. Okay. Yeah. So we got the gotita. We got yep. Kaylee. What other archetypes? Do, I'm sure there's a Keisha in there somewhere. Uh, Tamika. Tamika. Yeah, Tamika. Big booty Tamika, as we call her on our show. Big booty Tamika. Okay. Uh, yeah. So th- when dealing with the Tamika. Uh, just understand that she doesn't have any guidance in how to understand men. Okay. And so she's going to deal with you aggressively. She's going to deal with you uh, opposite of Kaylee. Everything's going to be aggression up front mm. and she's going to challenge you. And the reason why she's challenged you is to see if you can stick in there. All right. Yeah. Stick in there and deal with it. And I always say they're hard on the outside, soft in the middle. Mm. You know, it's like a hard, soft boiled egg. You know what I mean? Like you're, once you crack the egg with a Tamika, then you're good. She down for you. She a down chick. Mm. But, you know, you just don't know what you're going to get. And when you drag her out there in public, you don't know if she's going to argue with you in public or she's going to be ride or die with you. So that's the thing you're going to get with her. Mm. You just don't know what's happening over there. So you got mm. the Tamika archetype there. Then you have so, Ling Ling. Okay. Ling Ling. Ling Ling is when you go to the, you know, you, you go to the to the east, yes. to the far east. Yes. The Ling Ling personality, which is going to be, Uh, The good things about them is they're going to be submissive and they could approach you in a very quiet way. And you're going to think you're getting great femininity and you will for a long time. Uh, The problem with them is they're very family oriented. Mm -hmm. And when it progresses further, you're going to support their whole family. Oh, she's going to move the family in on your ass. Oh, grandma. Grandma's getting old and she's the only sibling that is going to take care of them. And then she'll move them in. Then the mom will get old. Then you'll have five generations. Her brother is going to move in. And, you know, everybody that runs the restaurant go move in. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Then you you get poisoned or something. You know what I mean? So (laughs) this is how death works when you're dealing with certain sectors of women. Ling Ling (laughs) is poison. They're going to poison you. That's funny because uh, I know somebody married to a Ling Ling. Yep. And the mom lives with them. I'm telling you, dude, it's unavoidable. It's unavoidable. And the mom will be 98. She ain't never going to die. <laughs> the parents never die. They live to 140. You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, damn, they just outlive your ass. And then all of a sudden they find your ass stuffed in the attic somewhere in the damn. So it's just off your ass because they talk about you right in front of your face, but you don't understand them. Right. And so Ling Ling is that you're going to die by You got to pick your death dealing with certain sectors of women. Ling Ling is going to be poison. Yeah. Uh, Gordita or has uh, slash any Latina girl uh, stabbing mm. um, either by her or some essays or something. 
uh, Tamika, you're going to die by simp. There's going to be another man that manifests himself in the, her orbit. Oh, wow. And he's either going to compete with you or she'll put that, that, that into play. Okay. And then uh, Kaylee, you're going to die by, you know, jail, electric chair. You know what I mean? That's how you're <laughs> going to die. You're going to send your ass to jail. OJ Simpson style. <laughs> you going to jail. So, so those are the four main, I, I would say racial archetypes. Yeah, racial archetypes, you know, not okay. all of them going to deal with that. Right. But, you know, those are the General. those are the worst case scenarios. Yes. Right. OK. Are there any other archetypes or just the, those are the main ones we're talking about? Uh, Middle Eastern. We talked about Middle Eastern women, but you you got to be rich to deal with them. So it don't even come into play for most. We don't even need to talk about this. They, yeah, they like you ain't got no money. You ain't got no, you know, you can't buy all that gaudy gold stuff. They be having gold curtains and Bugattis and all that stuff. Forget it. Yeah. They ain't even a conversation. Yeah, if your backyard can't house an elephant, you don't qualify. Forget about it, man. You ain't even getting in there with uh, Jasmine from Aladdin. Forget about it. Just, <laughs> I mean, you ain't even getting in there. Oh man! All right, well, let me read some super chats, and I got some, I got some awesome questions here. Um, sparked up in a wish. Shout out to Coach Greg Adam, Ali Shakur, and the coach of two legends, detailed and great coded lexicon. Appreciate you, Coach DC. Uh, why are you talking about my wife? <laughs> which one person. is it? He probably talking about Ling Ling. Who, Ling, Ling. Who, which one's your wife, Coach DC? <laughs> um, the saga begins. Coach Gang in that hotel. Jesus, do salute. Teach me how to grift. Teach me how to grift. Oh my God! Hold on. Let me hit the button. Let me hit the button. Where is it? Right here. Teach me how to grift. Teach me. Teach me how to grift. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Cassius Cam for that one. Cassius Cam in the building. This man speaks facts. No cap. Been, I've been told y'all this. Word up. Uh, mass man. But coach, she's thick. Coach gang. Yeah. That's always the excuse for anything. You know, you you throw your life away to a woman and it's always, but she thick. Or, you know, she a gordita, but she thick. Uh, you know, that's always the out for all guys, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I want to talk simping and faithfulness mm. with well, women being faithful. Right, but let's start. Oh, okay, with, I was gonna say. Let's, let's start with the simp, um, and I want to start here. I have this theory that all men are created simp mm. until a woman breaks his heart, and if you're lucky enough, that happens at a young age where you find out how evil women really are. Am I close to the truth? There is there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, it helps when you're lacking as a man to get your heart broken early. Yes. Mm, mm. Like if you don't have the six sixes, as they say, yes. Six feet, six, six feet, six, six figure income, six inches. You have, you're missing one or more of those. It helps to get your heart broken early. You're going to get slaughtered early. Yeah. I got slaughtered uh, at <laughs> 15, 16, 15, 16. Yeah. Yeah. And I have been a player since. It helps. It helps. I was because I'm short in stature. So that is a negative that I mean, that might be the biggest negative in the dating marketplace for men to overcome. Yes, because you're going to get that early. I mean, the only way you overcome that is if you like you, you were small, then you grew taller. Right. right. Which some guys do. But if you're small and you stay small for a long time, which that was me, you're going to get it's going to be rough. Mm. You're going to get a you're going to get the you're going to see women in a real way that most men don't see them. Hmm. I mean, they're going to reject you outright. They're going to talk about it. Um, it's something that you can overcome and stay small for sure. You could do that and you could do well in the marketplace, but most smaller men don't. 
it takes a whole bunch of beatdowns and you get that heartbroken mm, until and until you figure out a way to navigate it. And so okay. you said player. Yeah. And you when you start to ascend in status, that overcomes a lot of the deficit. Yes. And then you can become a player to, you know, middle range women. Yeah. Middle range. I had that problem. Um, her name was Shakia. And um, yeah, beautiful black girl. She was fine. She was probably like one of the finest girls in our town. And uh, I was a little guy and she wasn't interested in me. She said I was cute, but she said, no, you're too small. Uh, then I popped up, uh, I think 10th, 11th grade. I got my growth spurt and I just rolled up on her and I looked down at her and she mm. was like, and she screamed. She literally screamed like, ah, because she was shocked. She didn't think it was, you know, because I just rolled right up on her. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And she looked up. She's like, oh my God, you, you know, I just saw my growth spurt. Completely changed. She was my girlfriend from then on, right? Oh, okay. And then she broke my heart. And, you know, so she, you know, shout out to Shakia for turning me into the player I am now. Thank you very much. Without <laughs> you, none of this would hey, be possible. You got to give women credit sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, simping. Men, grown ass men, mm. are simping. I want to know why. Why? How could a man in 2021? With all this literature and information out here, you're out here, Rolo's out here, Fresh and Fit, me, Donovan. Why is men out here still simping? And, and go ahead, go ahead. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying <laughs> to figure out why with all of this information that there's guys that, uh, that they choose to take that route. But mm. I often said that what happens is with men, because we're in a hierarchy and we normally are, we know who the dominant alpha are and the masculine and then the men under that. And then their simps and all that. What happens is if there's a sector of men that remove themselves from the marketplace mm. or they get their heart broken or they learn or they become players, mm -hmm. they remove themselves kind of from that hierarchy. And then the simps are always low. They're like the bottom feeders. They rise up and take your place mm. as opposed to saying, Hey, I'll follow your lead because mm. you're right they look at it as an opportunity to get what you're leaving on the table. And that's wait, what they're doing. They're wait, getting what, something. What do you mean? Take your place. What place? Is so you place? remove yourself, say you're a player. Okay. You're removing yourself kind of from the sexual marketplace in terms of commitment and, and provision okay. and marriage. Right. Ah, yes. Right. And so the women are openly saying that that's what they want. So a player will remove himself from that and say, no, I'm just going to play the field. Mm -hmm. A guy that says, I'm going to go my own way. He removes himself from that. Uh, archetype and says, I'm going to just not focus on women. Okay. Well, then the, the simp goes, I'm going to take these guys spot and take what they leaving on the table. Uh, so they, 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 they find a lane for themselves. I probably should have asked this first to define simp. Can you please, for the audience, for myself, and I know everybody has their own opinion of what a simp yeah. is. Can you please define what a simp is for us? Well, the basics to me is someone that idolizes mediocre peace leave, as we call it on our channel, you basically take someone, um, you, you take a woman and then you idolize her, you worship her for mm. merely just being a woman. Mm. And then you follow all of these things. Well, the woman should be worshiped and we should be doing this for her and we should be doing that mm. when there's no reward. What do you get back? And the guy just says, well, I get back, you know, uh, whatever she's offering back, which is very little today. Mm. Like Modern women today are offering very little back and men are still putting themselves in there going, I'll still worship you for a little bit of whatever it is, attention, sex or sex, attention yeah. or, you know, a pat on the head, a good man or what, whatever they're doing. Yeah. 
men are still going. It's a that's a fair win for them. Mm. I'll get that in return and it's fine. What are we looking for for a woman to deserve uh, our resources and our attention? You know, what, what does she have to do? Is there she uh, has to do everything? I mean, because what, what we understand about it is for for men, we're offering significant amount just based on our commitment. Mm. Like our commitment brings everything. It brings our DNA. It brings sexual exclusivity for the most part. Mm. It brings financial resources. Mm. It brings everything. But in our in our world, um, that's nothing. We're supposed to give that up mm. to any and every woman. And they all believe they deserve it. And so a simp will give all of that up and then get nothing in return. But what women are supposed to be bringing is exclusivity, number one. Mm. A lot of respect. I mean, she it, exclusivity must be guaranteed. Mm. And at this moment, we can't even guarantee that. Most women can't even guarantee that. And when I talk about exclusivity, I'm not just talking about sex, sexually. Mm -hmm. They're married to the government. They're married to their corporations. They're married to their former ex and their ex baby daddy, the children. They're married to their pets. And they're, they're, the man comes in far below all of that. And I can't tell a woman exclusivity wise, you got to give up one of them because she won't do it. Mm. She won't do it. So she has to be exclusive. She has to have respect. She has to be able to uh, tell me what breakfast is instead of asking me what we eating for breakfast. I should wake up to the smell of bacon and buttermilk pancakes without asking. But you can't even ask them for any of that. They all say, yeah, I ain't got to give you. I ain't got to give you nothing. Okay. And a simple accept it. Right. A simple say, yeah, women should work and women should do. Okay. All right. Well, then I'll bow out. Mm. You know. What are we exchanging for exclusivity as men? And, what do we and, give them? And, and, well, yeah, like what are we exchanging to women? And then yeah. when, right? Because True. you ain't coming out the gate dropping dollar dollar bills on a, on a, on a chick, shouldn't. right? You shouldn't. Yeah. Unless you're just trying to get her to leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other strategy. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Hold on, we got to break that down now. You saying yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. If you give her to the dollar dollar bills early, she's going to leave. You would no, think no, she you would want her to leave. You want her to leave. I want her to leave. I'm paying her to leave because oh. I don't. Yeah. You see, I don't want the, I don't want anything more from you because okay. you're not going to guarantee it. So I'd rather get access from you temporarily mm. because it's the cheapest. Mm. It's, the yeah. cheaper, it's the cheapest form going. It's the cheapest commitment going. I'm paying you to leave. I'm paying you to leave. I'm not paying you to stay. Right. I want you to leave at 1030. OK, I don't want you to stay over. I don't want to. I don't want you to make pancakes and I don't want a commitment. And I don't want a commitment. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. This is something very short term. It's very short term. Yes. OK. And it's the cheapest method out there. Yes, absolutely. The cheapest method. It's the cheapest way to deal with women. Absolutely. I yes. totally agree. Yeah. OK. Um, now, some people would argue that paying for it is simple. They could argue that. Do you agree uh, with that or not? Not all the way. Okay. There is a, there, there is a way where people think that fractures the marketplace. But we're talking about the oldest profession. Yes. We're talking about something that has been going on forever. Yes. And so basically, I took somebody who was less than mediocre because mm -hmm. I'm not going to pay someone who's mediocre. Right. But you guys, not you guys, not you, but you guys date mediocre women all the time and pay for dinners. Yes. So I just paid for somebody high status to give me a service that she's already providing mm. to millionaires and pro athletes mm -hmm. and such. So I didn't simp. I basically allowed her to get something 
And and then in that exchange, she gave me peace and a piece of peace leave. What if this is not the oldest profession? It's just happened to be a hot chick and you get away with it with maybe like a handbag or just dinner. Mm -hmm. That's cool, too. Fine with me. If, okay. As long as you know that hot women belong to the market anyway. Oh, my God. Oh. They, not, they, they're never going to belong to you anyway. <laughs> when, when was the last time you seen a hot woman stay with a man for a period of time, a lengthy period of time? Think about it. Not you can't name that. one. Name one hot woman. Not only did she stay with him, but she stayed hot. J-Lo never happened. Nope. Halle Berry never happened. Multiple Stacey men. Stacey Dash Multiple. never happened. She's still chasing. They still chasing. They still trying to find. They it. still trying to do it. And so I'm going, why would I take a 10 mm. or a nine and try to keep her when it's almost impossible? Mm. And where I got her from, I got her from multiple men that had already paid for her. Mm. So why would I even waste my time? Mm. I'm not wasting my time with that. I'm going to enjoy it. It's like a Lamborghini. Okay. I would love to own a Lamborghini, mm. but the Lamborghini is high maintenance. It's quirky and you can't fit in it right it's too big in the back. It doesn't fit in the garage and you can put your other car in. There's things wrong with it. You can't drive. I mean, so I'm going to rent it. Right. And when I rent it, I'm going to have fun with it. Yeah. But I'm not going to put 200,000 miles on a Lambo mm. because it wouldn't make sense. Mm. So I'm going to take my turn and I'm going to ride it for a week until the wheels fall off. Mm. And I'm going to turn it in back to the owner mm. and say, you deal with the rest of it. I don't want to deal with it because, um, you know, there's constantly going to be guys trying to take your chick. Mm. Like there's been women that have leveled up using men of resources. They started with a yes. D-list actor and they'll go to a D-B-list actor. They'll go to an A-list and all of a sudden they're married to Kevin S Garnett. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yes. And they finally get to where they want and they used you as a social climber. So I like nines and tens. They are beautiful. I don't mm. want to own them. Mm, mm. Hold, hold on, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen, if y'all want to pick this man's brain, drop a super chat in here, drop a question in there, and we definitely gonna get to you. Let me read some of these super chats. We're not gonna get off of this topic because um he's, he's smoking, smoking right, right here right now. Yeah, this was yeah. Um Clifford Charles, a teenaged uh Tamika in Florida helped delete another kid in the middle of love triangle. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. Uh, RIP to the homie. Uh, B banks, coach gang checking in, hit him with the praying mantis. Mm. What's the praying mantis? Praying mantis is a tactic that women use to extract kids from your life, Ooh. which a lot of women are doing. Yes. Yes. Oh, the praying mantis. Praying mantis. The praying mantis is an insect species that offs their mate, their male mate after copulation. So uh, uh, a short term, a short-term relationship that produces a child hmm. and she leaves and she says this and that the kid is one or two. That's a praying mantis. She just offed you. Is Brittany Renner a praying mantis? Absolutely. That she used the praying mantis to perfection on, on, on PJ Washington. Absolutely. Mm. She's a mm. praying mantis mm. and guys should ever, you should see that. And that's what it was. Mm, the praying mantis. I love that. Um, 
Ali by Kalima, Keisha, what have you killed in a situation called death by simp? Give me the buzzer, Coach Greg Anson Adams. That's <laughs> by simp is common in the community, so we call it. Yeah. Jamie S, $10 super chat says, salute to CGA and Hotel Jesus. Salute, bro. Cassius can not all betas are simps, but all simps are betas. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, interesting there. Yeah. I like that. Up yep. and Adam, modern women think they have papers on you in a LTR, a long term relationship. Indeed. <laughs> okay. Back to the point. Yep. Nines and tens, we don't want them. Short term. Now we don't want to own them. We don't want them. Right. Yeah, we don't want to own them. They only go for a night. Yep. Okay. So we're looking at sevens and eights? Sevens and eight, eights. Eights are problematic. It just depends. Because okay. an eight is like a simp. It fills the voids of the nines and tens when they get taken off the market. So an eight thinks she's a ten. She's competing to be a 10. So you got to be, you got to watch out, you know, because it, let's say a, a nine or a 10 female gets married to a millionaire, a eight will try to fill the void. So you got to watch out. Okay. I always tell guys sevens and sixes mm. is where you, if you're going to play the game that in your, the relationship game, that's where you want to be in. All right. Sevens are going to be uh, what they call the adjustable seven. A seven could be a six or a five on the weekend when she takes her makeup off and puts her glasses on, mm -hmm. but then she can work herself up to a seven, maybe possibly an eight close to an eight, but she has the demeanor of a seven. Mm -hmm. A six can get complicated because a six, six is on a cusp of seven and eight, but we call them a, a we call him a arrogant six mm -hmm. is where you want to look out for. Okay. An arrogant entitled six you want to not mess with. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you want to be running from them, but somebody adjustable seven, a, a, a six that knows her where she is, is good. But this is getting harder and harder to find in the marketplace. Why? Because a lot of women are having, think they have choice and option out here. Because of social media. Because of social media. So they are all getting, I mean, you know, straggle daggles and 49ers, as we call them, a woman who's a four and wants to be treated like a nine. She believes she has choice. Yeah. And to a certain extent, she does, but it's not what she thinks. She has choice, though. She has choice, just not a lot of uh, high quality choice. Not a lot of high quality or she'll 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 get eights and nines and tens from men to bang her. Mm, right. They'll, they'll sleep with her. Right. Um, and they'll sleep with her for long as she lets him sleep uh. with her. And so then she comes out thinking she's doing you a favor when you take her out on a date. She won't let you sleep with her mm. immediately. And it's like, oh, I'm doing you a favor because I usually deal with NBA players. And NBA players and football players are nasty. Yeah. They'll bang anything. Right. So just because she's a four doesn't mean she's not getting attention. So how are we grading these women? Is this face full body? Because sometimes you might, I done seen some pretty fat chicks before. For absolutely, I agree with pretty fat chicks. Yes, yeah. people don't think that there's pretty fat chicks. I say no. Yes, they are. There are. Yes, there are. I've seen yeah. some fat chicks, and I'm like, man, if you wasn't fat, I'd take you down. For sure. Yeah, and you'll take them down anyway. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell my audience that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the face sometimes can get you, but don't you got to be aware with them because they use a lot of makeup and tricks. You know what I mean? When the right. makeup smears off, they it looks that it looks drastic. But what about, let's say the seven, right? And she's a seven because she's all right in the face. If she throws the makeup on, she becomes an eight in the face. Real. Right? And, and, but she's overweight, right? Mm -hmm. And you take her in. 
and you slim her down. And now mistake. she's mistake. Mistake. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a mistake. A lot of guys make this mistake. They think that this is a shortcut. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll just go down the scale. I'll get a pretty face fat chick yeah. and uh and then I'll slim her up and she'll stay, but she won't. Do you know that the um they have that gastric bypass or whatever they call it? Gastric they, bypass surgery, yeah. Yeah, they have that surgery uh but but do you know the divorce statistics of women who get that surgery? It's like 80%. And the reason why it's 80% is this person who was fat all of a sudden slimmed up. Mm-hmm. And she, you guys got to understand, uh, fat women aren't happy with themselves, despite the fact that they say they are. That's why they're sensitive when people talk about them. So they'll say, I love myself, AKA Adele, and then they'll lose the weight. And then they really look at themselves and say, I can't believe I let myself get to that. Now, here's the kicker. Mm. She's going to say, I can't believe you liked me like that. Mm. She's going to judge you and now. She's going to be like, you took me like that. You loved all of these lumps and turtles <laughs> of fat and cellulite. You liked it. And I hated myself. And now I love myself. And you're such a low value man that you took me at my worst. Mm. So it'll backfire if you take her in and slim her up. She's not going to stay with you. She's going to go out there and parade. Uh, for more attention from somebody that she actually respects, not you. This is more often than not. Mm-hmm. Of course, I speak in general. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a couple that says, not me. Well, exceptions prove the rule. So mm-hmm. this is not the divorce rate is unquestionable. The gastric pipe, when women do, do that surgery, they more they're they're like 85 percent. They'll divorce their husband. Right. Wow. That's wild. Women are devious, man. Um, well, it's been said that in the Bible. I mean, it's what it is. I mean, I think they're devious because there's artists in manipulation mm-hmm. and they use the social element, which they're, uh, per, they perfect. Mm. That's their, that's their playground. And we're not good socially. And, uh, we don't need manipulation to, to rise because we have strength and courage and ambition. Right. So they need to use manipulation and we've been warned that they will use it. Mm. It doesn't necessarily make them evil. Okay. It just makes them survivalists. Just mm. imagine you can't beat anybody up. Like right. nine out of 10 women can't beat the weakest man up. Right. Uh, you can't overpower anyone. You can't use your finances to motivate people to do things for you. You don't have that. You don't have courage. You don't have ambition and risk. You don't have any of these tools. You have manipulation though. And they use it and they're mm. going to use it. So I don't blame them for using it because this, that's like blaming a man for knocking another dude out mm. to protect himself and survive. Right. Right. They got to use manipulation. I want to go back to something about the sixes. See, back in my day, I'm sure in your day, too, mm-hmm. six knew she was a six. Yes. That's right. A six and a seven acted like a six and a seven. Even an eight acted like an eight. True. Right? The nine acted like a nine. Mm-hmm. And the 10 acted like a nine. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. How do you see the difference between dating or women then, pre social media, pre internet, and now? It seems to me that, you know, it, it feels almost impossible to try and date today, especially when you compare it to back in the day. Yeah, see, we grew up back in the day, so we know. Imagine if you're a 23-year-old male now. 
and you don't have any reference point, right? You're, you're going, what is going on? Right. Mm-hmm. So in our time, uh, we didn't, the, the world didn't have reach like we have now. Mm-hmm. You couldn't talk to someone in France. Right. You could even talk to someone in Atlanta. And if you wanted to, you had to dial long distance with your phone bill will blow up. Right. Right. So it was impossible. So we had what we call a community. You had your high school, um, which your rival high school was even far away back then. Right. Imagine going over to your rival high school. Even that was far away. Mm-hmm. Right. Your whole basketball league, the, the furthest team seemed like the, it was a long road trip and it was probably 20 minutes away. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And everybody thought the, the girls were hotter and the boys were more handsome. Right. right. That was our reach. We got the college and it was the rival college. If you went, if you went to Michigan state, Michigan was the rival. That was our reach. That was it. Now our reach is worldwide to any and everybody in a matter of seconds, we can reach somebody from way over there and we can develop a love affair. We can tease them, entice them. We can do whatever we want. So if you look at what women have had when we grew up, she had the five dudes she messed with in her reach and she had to protect her reputation within that community because it didn't take long for that reputation to go haywire. She sleep with two guys. She's a hoe, yep. right? That's how everybody said, Oh, she a hoe. <laughs> and so she had to be careful. I can't mm. just throw it out there because my reach is small. Mm. I'm going to ruin my future endeavors. Now you take that today. A girl can do fly over here. She can go here, Dubai uh, air. She can get on spirit airlines or whatever Southwest 50 bucks and get her bag blown out by somebody she'd been talking to in Tennessee and immediately come back to your community and act holier than thou. So this is the difference between uh, our time and their time. It's reach. Mm, You nailed that. You right. You would get around. You you know, you knew who was the hoe in your school. You knew it was no question. And you you catch them. You catch them hoeing around. You catch them hoe hopping because you couldn't just you know, things didn't stay open 24 hours. Things closed at a certain amount of time. So you had the lover's lane and you kept somebody getting their back blown out in the bushes in the parking lot and at the park, there was only, so now everything stay open. You can creep, get a hotel. I mean, it's, it's a whole different world. And so now loyalty and disloyalty is hard to prove because you got WhatsApp, you got kick, you got uh, Snapchat, you got Facebook, Instagram, DM, you got text message, too many opportunities here. You know, the other thing I want you to, to tell me how this plays out for creating the man or, okay. or, or galvanizing the man. See, back in the day, you had the cold approach. If you didn't yes. have the cold approach, you just wouldn't have none. You were out. You were done. Done immediately. How does that change the men today who never have to do that, who, who their yes. cold approach is just a DM? Yes. It gives them opportunity to develop their thoughts, right? Okay. You can develop your thought before you text it, which is not going to work for you in cold approach. Right. You had to have a response immediately to her, her response. And you'd be, have to be able to have this rapport in order to break down her barriers where now I can wait till the next morning and get my thought correct and then run my game on her. And then it prevents me from having this conversation and women fall in love with words so that's where they fall in love. They fall in love with your words and what you mean behind them. And it's, it's a more advantage if I can text it and develop the thoughts. Right. I feel like 
it's making these these guys less of a man. It takes a whole lot of testosterone and cold approach. It does. You remember the mall? You remember the movie I was theater? Just about to say that. The we mall? used to go to the mall every Saturday and Friday. That was where you went, and that was where women went. That's where you knew they wanted to get picked up. Mm. There wasn't none of this. Oh, I don't want to be bothered. If you're at the mall, you want to be bothered. Yes. You know what I mean? This is where you're going to go see boys or or, or men. You yes. had to go to the mall. Yes. And you ran up at them at the Sam Goody. You looking at CDs and, and, and cassette tapes. What's up, girl? And you have to be able to throw your game out there or at least approach. Dude, just walking up to a woman at our age back then was a big deal. It was. Heart racing. Heart racing. You got lumps. You just sweating. <laughs> Palm sweat. <laughs> Palm sweating. But see, now a woman and a man knows if I strike out with this one, I got 100 more I can reach to. Right. On digital. Your that boys one, is watching you, too. When you went on the cold approach. So when you go back to your boys, you know you got to deal with the jokes. <laughs> Come back with your tail tucked between your legs. <laughs> yeah, because that's what happened. You with your boys, I'm going to go up to her. I'm going to run. You had to go through that whole buildup. I'm going to roll up on her. Nah, you ain't, you ain't going to say nothing. You ain't got no game. And then they just standing there watching your ass. And then her girls are standing there watching. Right. You got to overcome her friends. She ain't by herself. You got to be able to pull her to. Dude, this was a whole craft. And, and so I say it's outdated approach now. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to come back where men will need it because they ain't going to get nothing without it. But I think right now it's outdated approach to teach men. Is it is it is it dangerous with the whole me too? Generation? It could be dangerous. It, it I don't could. know if that's your number one thing that you're worried about. Right. But I think I'm more concerned about uh, men using that as a as a means to do it when they're not equipped with the skills to do it right mm-hmm. and 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 every woman that you're approaching say she's a seven just know she's getting dms by many men yes she's getting she's on seeking arrangements and sleeping with older men mm-hmm. um there's there's no level especially if she's now an eight nine and ten what the hell i mean i mean i guess you just throwing it out there right just right. know there's steep competition in her phone you know what I used to tell uh, the guys or still do? I say, you know, um, start with something low. Yeah. You know, start with a five. Get your confidence up. Yeah. You know, especially like in the club. Right. Yep. You know, um, when I used to do the club thing, I used to find the fat chick. <laughs> and the first person I would dance with would be the fat girl. Yes. And it helped me like get loose, mm-hmm. you know, and build a little bit of confidence Yes. And not only that, I knew she wasn't going to turn me down. Right. And I, I st- we're having fun now. Yeah. And I learned this from how to be a player. All the other girls are watching when you do that. They're going to watch and see that. Yeah. And then so when I went to the next girl, you know, I wouldn't go straight for the dime yet. Yeah. Right. You know, if the fat girl was a five, all right, where's the six? <laughs> <laughs> Level up. Just don't get caught too long with the fat girl. No. She tried to yeah, marry you. I've had yeah, she gonna marry your ass back then. <laughs> she trying to marry you in the club. I've had I've been married to a fat girl in the club before. <laughs> it's not a good place to be. Exactly. Um, and an older woman too. Um, you mentioned about rating women. Okay. Because you talked about the face. I, I want to come back to that because. Let's do that. Um, you know, women rate men all the time, and they get mad when we rate them. They rate us on height and money and success and status, and they rate us all the time. Mm-hmm. Dusty and I mean, there's a constant rating system with men. But then when we start talking about 10, 9, 8, because we're cavemen and we're we can immediately agree on what what is they get upset. The reality is 
Uh, any woman over the age of 35 is an automatic five and below. Oh, my. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Why is she a five and below? We have a problem in the community of melanated people of pedestalizing old women. Mm. We do not let them die. We don't let them go back to their pastor. We don't put them back out in the peace. We be talking about old Sanaa Lathan and old ass Holly Berry and old ass. We be trying to bring out what about this old ass woman, Bruh, She can't have no kids. Forget about it, man. Look, what what's the point? Look, the whole point of relationships is to procreate, right? Yes. yes. Why am I talking about anybody past the age of thirty five? And they could procreate, but they, there's less of a chance, and it gets worse and worse. Thirty five and up, let them people roam. You could hook up with them, but they don't get no rape. They don't get no rate. They, they're five or below. Okay. You, know, you know why I, in my opinion, why I say they're five and below? I, I say if a woman is 35 and single, it's just a red flag because nobody Huge red flag. down yet. <laughs> they, look, how much failure do you have to have as a human being to be not locked down by 35? I mean, you've had, you've had since 15, mm. when your body started developing. Yeah. You got a two decade head start on most men. Yeah. Because because what I have to do, see, I'm I ha see this is how it works because there's a couple of ladies in here that are upset. They'll this is honest. how it works. Women have to just meet a celebrity. Man has to be the celebrity. Mm. You have to be the celebrity to have favor in the marketplace. So not many young men have favor. It takes you 22 decades to get to that favor position and confidence to be the celebrity. So you just have to meet the celebrity and the mother nature has blessed you with all the tools to meet him. Shiny hair, fertility, youth, uh, uh, firm bosom, firm ass, good legs, nice skin, pretty feet. I mean, the, the mother nature literally was like, here's favor. Yes. To meet celebrity. Yeah. And then what they do, they wind it all the way down to the end and then they still want favor. But father time come and strip them off all of that shit. Father's trying to come with the hatchet and strip, 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 strip. And then they go, and then they go, well, I'm still valuable. Nope. <laughs> well, not as you were. Do you do a 10 year challenge on Facebook? Do a 20 year challenge. Get, 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 and show me that you're not more attractive back then. And they'll say, well, I was young and dumb. Exactly. Mm. Now you're old and too smart for your own good. And your marketplace has shrunken down and shriveled up to where you're not even going to get a win. And you want me to become a celebrity. And by the time I come become the celebrity, you want me to pair up with you at the tail end of your worth. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> Why, that doesn't make sense. Why would I do that when you actually had celebrity, 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 yeah. bad choice, bad choice, bad choice, bad choice, bad guy, bad guy, bad guy, bad guy, thug, 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 thug. And then all of a sudden you want to be like, oh, I'll pair up with you. Nope. <laughs> So what age are we looking for in a woman? What's the prime age to get them? I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. We call it the junior college. All okay. right. We call it the junior college age. So men should be, especially if they build up enough value, men should be afforded an opportunity to go back where they missed. Mm. Right. You had your biggest troubles with women when you were the same age, 19, 20, 21, 22. Right. Mm -hmm. It was struggle zone when I was 22. Now I can go back to that age and I can actually help them. 
And mm. most women will disagree with that, especially older women. Mm. But but they've dated older men when they were younger. This is true. This is true. This is true, right? Most men that they dated when they were younger were slightly older to older. Yeah. So yeah. now when they get my age and they were, were we went to high school together, she's like, why you want them young girls? Well, I should ask you that when you were young. Right. Because you did it, too. Yeah. Uh, and so we should be able to go back and get them 19, 20, 21, 22, 24 without shame. Mm, mm. Because that's where it that's where it's going to be most valuable for us. And the cap is 35. I mean, you can you can go over that. I just don't know why you would do anything seriously. What, what would you consider the cap? 29? Uh, the cap would be like to me, if I see a three, I'm going to probably hide. Mm. If I see a 30, zero, 31, 32, I'm going to be like, I won't give a good effort for that. I'll be like, all right, this, uh, this, you either make this a layup or not. Right. All right. But if I see a two, 29, 26, 24, 20, then I'll be interested. This is interesting. Yeah. And I don't expect every woman that age to even be interested in me, but there are some that are because they have a lot of weak men in their age group that they can't even tolerate. Right especially in this generation, they can't even do it. So they will aim for older guys for whatever reason. And older women are going to say, they just want your money. What does older women want? Have you ever heard an older woman say, I want a broke guy? No. So, you know, they always going to, it's money no matter what. All right. Oh, man. Gems are being dropped tonight, y'all. I hope y'all, I hope y'all got your <laughs> they ain't notepads, ready for this. They not. I hope y'all taking notes. Um, <laughs> Black Bean Zoro, I see you got a question. We're going to come right to you. Michael Parks, I got Monday, R. Roar. And door for me, ATM. Uh, salute CGA and HJ from Roll Up One Son. Uh, just got my free agent lifestyle hoodie. Word. That's how you yeah. say do it. The saga begins. Five dollars uh, super chat said, Come on, Shun. Uh, you just got to be like Tyrese with the chin and licking your lips. <laughs> you just got great A game out here. Uh, Cugino Eddie, uh, my last three exes, the past 10 years were all 34. Eventually, I found that they were still single at that age. Oh, you learned the hard way. Um, Black Bear Zoro, all right, he says, question for coach, tips for traveling alone or finding people to travel with? Yeah, because I encourage free agent lifestyle to go travel mostly. Try, try to travel alone if you can, mm-hmm. or um, it's tough to travel with people nowadays because people are so consumed and doing multiple things. It's, try to, it's hard to do it. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they so trying to used to just start, start at the bar getting peacefully. You're like, oh, man, I don't want to do all that, you know? So I tell people to select safe areas. Uh, when you go to these areas, realize that you're going to poor countries and you're a star, you're a celebrity when you go there. Yeah. So don't be cheap on your hotel. You know, go to a five-star resort and chill up there. And sometimes you can only go, that's the only place you can go when you're there. Um, and then, uh, you know, don't trust Ubers all the time and watch out for predatory women because you're a celebrity there. Um, what you can do, you can go to their country, but they can't go to yours. You're a celebrity. You're rich in their mind. So you got to be careful uh, running pickup game on local women. They're going to, you know, that's just not safe. And so I would say prepare a woman before you go over there or know people who have access to them uh, or else you're going to get your stuff spiked and then you're in a ditch in the desert somewhere. So be careful. (laughs) This is true. This is true. (laughs) You know what I mean? It could get crazy. I want to talk exclusivity. Yeah. With social media now, that's very hard. So I spoke to Donovan Sharp on his channel. If you guys haven't checked out interview, go watch it. Classic. He said, if she got social media, 
we ain't dating. Are you following that same rule? I as, wouldn't be as, as stringent because he's very be strict. strict. He was like, yeah, she can't very... even have a a Pinterest. <laughs> she can't have a crate. She can't have a cell phone. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Shit. Um, when you put rules on women, just know that they're like children. They're going to want to break that rule. So you got to be careful uh, whatever you put as a stringent rule. But I don't disagree with him. Right. I think uh, it is the end of your relationship when she gets social media. Mm. Um, it's just going to give her options and it gives her a place to market herself for attention or other Johnsons or whatever she's looking for. And, you know, women are very good at manipulating men to understand, oh, I don't do this for attention. I don't do this for getting other men. But women naturally want a safe space to land to if your relationship doesn't work. And she develops these orbiters via social media. So my my thing would be if I was in a committed relationship that was going to marriage, the social media would have to be gone. If she wanted marriage, she would have to show me that she's willing to give up something. And uh, if she's not willing to give up something, then she doesn't get my commitment. This is when you take her hand in marriage. Yeah, going into marriage for sure, yeah. It's like, listen, you want this ring, mm -hmm. but the Instagram gotta go. Gotta go. Social media it can't gotta be. go. Right, or, mm -hmm. or, I'm not giving you exclusivity. I mean, it's pretty simple. It's a simple concept. Um, I think today's modern women don't want to give. Yeah, he said this. <laughs> well, today's modern women don't want to give up anything. I talked about it. They don't want to give up their pastor. They don't want to give up their job. They don't want to give up their pet. They don't want to give up their social media. They don't want to give up their ex-boyfriend, ex-husband. They don't want to give up their um, baby daddy. They don't want to give up their children. You know, she could give the children to uh, her, the father of the, the, the kids and she can go make your relationship work. She doesn't want to do that. Um, it's difficult. It's getting more difficult for them to be willing to give up something, give up exclusivity. No, I can't give up that either. Uh, give up your girlfriends, your sorority girls who out there hoeing don't want to give up that. So it's difficult now to want to give up all of that because that's her safety net mm. to be mm. fair. Right. To be fair. If, if I marry her and I dump her, where does she go? So she needs that safety mat. She goes to court. Yeah, but court is only going to, you know, even when women take Divorce you to court, court, well, they take you to court and they win big money and they're still miserable people. Right. So that's not what she wants. Mm. She needs her social circle. She needs mm. access and information. She needs her family. She mm. needs all of these people. I mean, there was a time where if you married a woman, she'd give up her father. You can't get a woman to do that now. Mm. They won't even give him up. They, You know, he still is the patriarch, which... Right is against the definition of marriage. I'm the patriarch, I'm the family. Mm. And they'll say no too. So you just gotta understand, we've had so many broken homes and so many women not trained to be wives. They don't know how to be wives, not to men. Right. They think they know how to, they want a marriage, but they don't know how to be a wife. Okay, What? Let, let's talk about men and the things they need to do to get their shit together, to become, yeah. you know, I guess high, is high value the term we're using? We can or, use that term because people, that's what everybody. Yeah, it seems like that's what everybody's saying. That's what everybody's going with. Yeah. Is, is that what you use or do you use something different? I don't, I don't use it. I use it. I don't use high value, but I, I, we can use high value. What do you use? Um, I say top tier. I top mean, tier. I mean okay. high, high value. I, I mean, it makes sense. The word, I mean, you can make sense, but people are skewing what it means. Yeah. So they're trying to take it out of context. I hate the word value. Yeah. Because that's subjective sometimes. It is subjective. Um, then people are saying it only means rich men or wealthy men, which right. 
I don't think that it, it's a part of it, but I don't think that. So it's it's tough. Okay. But it, okay. as a standard general where we could use high value. Let's go top tier. Top tier, top tier. Yeah. What makes a guy top tier? How does he get there? Okay. Um, well, this is where the finances come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to be self-supported. I won't say rich, wealthy. I won't say six figures, but it's going to be difficult for you to be without that. You know what I mean? Like if you're in struggle zone financially, I don't encourage broke dating by, for by men at all. And I don't encourage it by women at all. Mm. I think to, if you're both broken in a broken place, y'all need to all stay off the dating marketplace. But, you know, women can win the lottery. So I see why they do. Mm-hmm. But men need to get their finances stable, decent credit score, a balanced bank account. You know, that's going to help you with confidence. That's going to help you with the budget to be able to budget your money to know what you're going to spend on a woman. Because you got to spend some money on woman if you want to play this game. Right. So uh, you got to have that together. You mm-hmm. also have to have, you know, people are going to make fun of this, but confidence. But the confidence comes from a sense of being self-supported security, security. Mm-hmm. That's going to give you confidence. And that's going to give you a sense of, you don't need this person to complete your life. So confidence is great. Um, I think age helps men years, years of having struggled years of having success, building yourself um, starting from the bottom. Now you're here is going to help you really with women. Cause you're going to know where the trash women are. And you're going to know where the women, the low quality women are, the low hanging fruit. You're going to avoid that if you overcame something. Mm, mm, mm. If you've never overcame anything and you've just been, okay, I'm right here in the middle. Right. You'll throw your salami down the gutter <laughs> and your life. You know what I mean? Over a low hanging fruit. Now you're a fit guy. Isn't that part of the game or? Yes. Fitness is going to be, that's going to help. It's going to help. There's, there's also some, always some guys that can be good without being fit, but I think Fitness is going to help. Mm. Fitness helps. Good okay. mental health. How did he get you know, there? Um, well, men, again, you have to build yourself up to this. Okay. The world doesn't give you this. The world actually makes it tougher for you to get. Mm-hmm. And depending on where you came from, you could be black. It makes it that much tougher, right? You're double tough. Um, so, so how do you get there? During your lean years, do not wreck your life. Mm. Normally with women. Like in your 18, 19, 20, like the guy that said he offed himself because of the girl, that's how you wreck your life because you're not in a valuable position. Avoiding um, the praying mantis. Avoiding the praying mantises, avoiding being a baby daddy, avoiding the child support court, avoiding the law. Like guys will sell drugs to get this position mm. and it's short money and they'll get women in that time, but they threw their lives away. Now they're doing 20 years, right? So you got to avoid all the pitfalls and traps, the shortcuts, you know, running game is a shortcut nowadays, you know, that I'm going to just figure out how to manipulate the woman instead of bring being who you need to be to actually, you know, support that woman or do whatever you need to get that woman. So uh, there's a lot of shortcuts that do guys get into to try to win with women when they're young. But I'm going to tell you guys, when you hit 35 and you have success, you build up all those things to make you high value. You're going to win for the next 30 years. You're going to have favor. You're going to have precedent. You get, I mean, don't ever believe young women ain't going to go for no 60 year old successful guy. I see it all the time. I live in apex predator land in Southern California by the coast, by the beach. I see 65 year old women with 30 year old hot women, men, 60, 60 year old men, right? 60 year old men with right. no problem. 
mm. with them. Like Scott. Adams. And they're able to. And what's what what it is, is it's a cheap expense for him because mm. he's like, OK, even five thousand dollars is cheap to him because his portfolio is fat. Right. Now, you might say that's simping, but he it's a drop in the bucket for him. Right. You know what I mean? It's all relative. So um, when you get to that point, women overlook all the BS that they tell you that they don't like and they'll get with you if you have that favor. Um, changing gears a bit here. Masculinity is political mm. from what I've seen. Yeah. You got to be a bitch ass nigga to not like Trump. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I voted for him purely off the masculinity. <laughs> I was like, that's the dude because that's the dude I am. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. He wasn't putting up with that bullshit. Right. I was like, that's the dude. And it seemed like it was a lot of feminine energy coming from men during his administration, complaining about his administration. They were, they, were, they, were do, they were doing their mammy's will. Yes. What do you mean by mammy's These were will? son husbands doing their mothers, which I call their mammy and their grandmammy. They were doing their will, their bidding. Mm. These were foot soldiers for their mammies. For their mama. Yes. Okay may not actually be beta just foot soldiers for mama just foot soldiers for mama because mm. think about it this is this is because we're talking about masculinity and you said a bitch ass ninja um if you didn't like trump just think about this look at the look at what we were choosing from and of course it's the the uh what do they call it the the least poison or whatever yeah, oh yeah. you had trump and you had hillary fucking clinton i mean it how clearer of a choice can you make for a man it was clear. Yeah. I mean, how much more clear? I mean, dude, it's not even a discussion in my circle. Uh. If you're having that discussion with me, you're out of my circle. Uh. You had Hillary Clinton, a full-fledged, card-carrying feminist mm. from birth to her years in 60. Yeah. She supported, she supported Margaret Sanger, yeah. a known eugenist. Uh, what is it? Eugenesis? Eugenesis. Yeah. Eugenesis, who was hell bent on declining the population in the black community. Planet planned her. She was aligned with everybody in the agenda. I mean, <laughs> Car what else do you need her to be? <laughs> Carrie House House in the purse was the only thing that she had to say for y'all to go wham. I mean, it was just too easy. Yeah. I voted masculinity, period. I was like, this dude standing up to them. That's exactly what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And and I saw the men who were willing to say, you know, I'm rocking with Trump all seem to be like real masculine dudes. Like, right. I don't care about the backlash. This is I said what I said. And he said what he said. And we were like, yeah, we with you. And I said what I said. And it was clear, clear choice. But the beta 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 guys. They wanted to make it about something else. And they successfully did by the time the second election came around. Mm. They made it about race, mm. which was foolish. It was a winning strategy for their side, the side that won. But I'm like, how in the world? Then you take the second election. You put Biden. I mean, I don't know how clearer it could have been. Yeah, Trump. I mean, this was like literally chess piece. I mean, checkers. We were playing checkers with it. Yeah. We literally put Biden, who had example after example of racism, 
if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hair, I mean, he's talking about the kids at the pool with cockroaches and rubbing his hair down. Mm-hmm. Then you had the crime bill of 94. Then you had, I mean, you had case after case after case, incarceration, massacre. And then you made Trump the racist. I was like, I, that's when I said, I can't help. I can't <laughs> help these people, man. Can't help them. This is the racist over here. But th- I'm looking at, th- I'm like, what about this racism? They was quiet as hell. They was like, what racism? <laughs> he said, if you don't vote for him, you ain't black. Let, oh, well, no, no, no. I was like, I'm done. Can't, I can't play with these people, man. I that's, that's when I checked out, too. Yeah, I was like, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. y'all not, y'all not going to call him out on that. And then I was like, okay, what's the examples of Trump's racism? And you was waiting. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, uh, where? What? It was a dog whistle. The dog whistle, the dog whistle. Oh, you know what it was? It was um when he told the 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 good old boys to stand down and proud boys, remember, yeah. You know, boy, the, the, what the proud boys, proud boys stand down and be ready, whatever. That was an error on his part. Right. And not right. to say that Trump's not a racist. Right. See, this is my point on this one. Well, he was racist. See, the point was, was Trump not a racist? Was Biden a racist? We could prove that he was. Right. So how are you rolling on that when you can prove that the other side was and had been for Oh, he spoke at the uh, bird's funeral. Yeah. The, the KKK. Grand, KKK, KKK grand, uh, grand wizard, yo. How, how much? See, that's when I said I give up. He, got, he spoke at the grand wizard's funeral. Mm-hmm. He, spoke out, he spoke out against integration. Yes, he did. In the early 70s. Yes. There's video of him. I mean, I'm literally going, I can't help y'all. <laughs> I'm done. I'll never, ever, ever again help y'all people <laughs> you you really cleared something up in my mind when you said soldiers for 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 mama um yes. for mammy that makes so much sense now that makes so much sense because i was trying to figure out like i'm looking at dudes and i'm like this is a masculine dude like how yeah. could you even be like this probably still lives with his mammy or you know what happens uh, is the mom gets very there's a funny clip i play on my show of a woman takes his 18 year old to 18 year old son to the pole. And she says, I told you to do Biden. You know, she's telling this grown man to go in there and do her bidding. I mean, I don't have it on my audio here, but she's telling him to do her bidding. Why are we voting for Biden? Why does it matter to him? Does his voice count? And he goes in and votes independent instead of for Trump. And he thought, okay, well, I won't vote for Trump. No, she's saying no, because the vote goes to the independent vote goes to Trump. She's still irate. Yeah. And so what I, I always tell black men and men in particular, or liberal men or beta men or whatever, I always tell you nothing will ever change until you take your mammy and your grandmammy and you poke her in the eye like the three stooges and slap this one. Right. It, nothing's going to happen because if you, <laughs> if you do her bidding and you vote to preserve what's beneficial to her and her politics, you'll come out on the short end of the stick. So it is what it is. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and that's something I express to conservatives, too. When we talk about voting, they say, oh, the black community votes majority left. And I'm like, hold on now. That's my auntie and my grandma. That's, that's the there. black females. Yes. <laughs> that ain't us. Most of us don't even vote. That's true, too. <laughs> Most of us can't vote or don't vote. Right. So yep. don't put that on us. Say there's a certain demographic and that demographic is skewed black female. Right. And, and there's a reason why. I mean, it's a, it's a simple reason um, they are going to be catered to when they, 
those people are in the offers and there's a comfort zone. Mm. You know, all they have to do is dance and they're one of them. Mm. You know, I got Hillary Clinton does the whipping nay nay and it, it, it's a soul. You know, I'm sold. You're one of me, Kamala. They they dress up a woman as a black woman and it's a sale. Mm. So it's like, you know, it's it's really in our country without that vote, this is how significant it is without that vote. They don't get in, but then when they get the get in, they don't help. So I'm going, why do y'all keep, you know, but, but LBJ was right. He said, if I do these civil rights bills, these Negroes will be voting for a Democrat for the 200 years. And he's dead on. I mean, it's never going to change. It's never going to change. It's never something that's going to be overcome. Okay. You really? could put a black Republican over there and they'll say that person is the black face of white supremacy. That's what they're saying. You see what I mean? So it doesn't matter what you do. That vote is never going to swing that way because they're known to collect benefits and et cetera. The mammy does, the, your mama does, your grandmother does. Mm. And to be fair, um, you know, women need to be supported. Right. Because they don't work until 50. Right. They don't right. grind out till 60. Mm-hmm. They, they typically were married or they peter out in their ambitions. You know, uh, they search for a man as a retirement plan. They do not, they're not built for that. Men are going to work 50s, 60s, 70s, and, and 80s if we're alive. Women aren't going to do that. Right. So they're going to need support. Unfortunately, the support is given as a, uh, you know, a, a handout. And it goes against men oftentimes. Mm, like uh, what they did back in the day when they started saying a man can't be in a household and we'll give you welfare, wick, and so they oftentimes women will have to throw the man under the bus to get the benefit, right? Or they'll have to, you know, the man doesn't get a position in the company where he probably would be stable. She'll take it and then she'll go on pregnancy leave. Right? She'll take it and she'll get divorced and move across the country for her boyfriend in Texas. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like. You just can't trust that they're going to be there long term. And of course, I'm speaking generally. There's always some 60 year old woman that says I work. Okay, I mean, look at the statistics. If you look at the poverty statistics, single women by the age of 55 and 60, 40 to 50 percent of them are in poverty in our country. Mm. In our country, Mm. by the time they hit 60, it's a good 50 percent plus. Okay. so speaking generally, yes, I'm right. There's always going to be an exception to the rule of a. 60 year old CEO or something like that. Outlier. That is yeah. an outlier. Th- those aren't the norm. And um, if you take in consideration middle class to poor communities, 60 mm-hmm. year old, 50 year old women are not doing a damn thing. Right. You go to the trailer park, she ain't doing nothing. Yeah. If you go to the hood, they ain't doing nothing. So these are the majority of the people. You go to the middle America, they're doing nothing. She's going to be not doing enough. She going to be voting. She's going to be voting though. <laughs> She definitely going to be voting. She going to be making phone calls for the Democrats. <laughs> she, that's where she'll be. She'll be in there uh, getting people lined up in the poll, giving them missing p- ballots. Yeah. She'll be out there uh, politicking. She'll be out there broke and uh, leading parades. Yeah. And leading. And she'll be out there doing that. And the foot soldiers will be out there supporting her. Right. Wow. Because how, we can't leave them in the street. I watched my auntie make phone calls in both elections. My mother did it too. And which one? Both yeah. elections. Yeah. And I said to myself, man, I wish I could get you to work for me like this. <laughs> for real, though. Because <laughs> she, she could make you a millionaire. She could make me a millionaire. Making phone calls aggressively with a calling list. What? But she'll, 
It's a cold call for the white man. Mm-hmm. But she won't cold call for her own flesh and blood. And it's sad, though. It's sad. It well, this is the breakdown of the family, though. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, women typically work for family businesses. Yes. um, And they were supported. The man has a family, a farm. Let's take it back to agricultural days. If you had a farm, you had the woman working for you, even your several generations, your kids. She provided you six, eight kids to do this. But you can't find that anymore. They'll be willing to align with the government uh, because the government is the savior. Again, we the government owns women, man. The government owns them. That is their owner. Um, in order for me to marry one, I have to ask the government. Right. I don't ask her father. Oh, man. I asked oh. the government. So Marco, you know, that, look, I'm bringing a reality, real perspective of, of to this. And I know people are mind blowing if you hear me for the first time, but I don't sugarcoat anything. Right. And I tell the truth as I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've yet to feel have any people tell me, show me otherwise where I'm wrong. You can be offended. You can be hurt. You can think it's hate or harm, but you can't show me where I'm wrong. Right. Right. Oh, man. I got all the facts. It, it, you know, um, I was on Fox News a couple of days ago. Rats, man. Thank you. Uh, black DJ. Mm-hmm. 11,000 followers on Instagram posted a clip. Now it's not me a clip. It's not a clip praising Republicans. Okay. Of course. It's just a clip being critical of Democrats. Hear my comments, man. You posted the clip. I posted the clip. You to posted my the page. clip. Okay. Crit- okay. Got it. Got it. Yes. To my page. Why was he mad? Uh, Does you black? Because I'm black. <laughs> right. He's, you know, he brought up, oh, you know, Trump and you know, why are you talking about Democrats and this, that, and the third? And it's just like, matter of fact, I'm going to read it out to you because okay. uh, we have our website, menofwater.com. And, um, you know, I, I, I decided to vent a little bit. I, I do a daily mailer. I send an email out um, every morning to my email list, right? Whatever's on my mind. And, and I'm going to, uh, so I turned it into a blog post. I was like, oh, this is so great. I'm going to turn this into a blog post. Let me see. So he said, LOL. You on faux news talking about the Dems are racist, laughing emoji. The Dems are far from perfect. You are far from perfect, clearly, Hotep Jesus, but you're comparing apples to oranges. The Trump cabinet literally had two black folks, Omarosa and that clown brain surgeon. Clown brain surgeon. Wow. Clown. He was a very accomplished brain surgeon. What, married who ran for president. Woman. Married to a black woman. Married to a black woman. Yeah, again. Yep. Uh, the Dem Party, though, flawed, is full of diversity. How about you left out the fact that the racist Dems left the party in droves during the civil rights era because they hated JFK oh, and joined the Republican Party? Cut it out with the clout chasing, bruh. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Well, this is more shame to get you back, back, back to doing the bidding. Correct. And so this is what I always think. I always I've asked people this the last couple of months. I said, what is black? Can anybody tell me what black is? Mm. Because this, I'm going to tell you why the, 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 the concept of black doesn't mean anything. Mm. This is how I'm going to tell you, because you can take away my blackness if you don't agree with me, Mm. but I can't give it away. I can't say I'm not black. You will immediately say, yes, you are. So it seems like it's more of a controlling mechanism than it is anything else. Because I can't give it away. If I give it away, you're mad. If I do something 
in a situation where you don't like it, you take it away from me. That's not any, that, that's not race. That is a concept. And then I also say, what are the privileges and benefits of being black? Mm-mm. Name them. Um, you can get some pretty hot white women. Yeah, that's, you can get some pretty hot white women uh, in you secret. Get, you get picked at the basketball court first. You get picked first at basketball. Okay. Um, you're naturally better at sports. Naturally better. I mean, ge- genetically, I would say superior than mo- to most. It's, yeah. You can't even disagree with that. Um, people now are kind of nice to you because of the whole thing. So, but it's kind of pandering. I I, I kind of hate it because it, it's like you're not nice to me because you want to be nice to me. You nice to me because you thinking less of me. You think like, like a virtual signaling. Yeah, yeah, you virtual right, signaling. Signal, yeah, but you mostly kinda, people who do mostly people who do that can't help you. Right. Most of the liberal whites who do this cannot help you, and will they will not because they're in competition with you. But, right. Um, the other advantage is I'm, I'm pretty popular amongst the right because there's not a lot of me. Right. I think okay. like this. Yep. Uh, but that doesn't help it. you in the black culture. Enough. You can say the N word, you can dance maybe. Yeah. Somebody says you got rhythm. Yeah. Um, but the benefits are very small. Right. Right. In terms of there's no wealth, you don't get in part, you know, families are together like they're in the, in the sense of where would it help me? Unless I monetize dancing, unless I monetize my athleticism, there's really not a major benefit. So why am I holding on to this constraint? Mm. Now, if you said it was race, how, you can't take away race. How do you take away my black card? What is this such thing as this black card? Mm. There's no black card. I'm black, right? Mm. Well, no, I can take away your black card. See, it's a controlling mechanism. First mm. of all, second of all, we never named ourselves black. That was a, a term given to us. Mm-hmm by y'all's masters that y'all's hold on to all the time, massa. The Spanish and y'all Portuguese. always control other people based on this concept of black, where there's basically not that many benefits to being it. Mm. So mm. there needs to be a new concept of what black is, and we need to determine what that is. Mm. Mm. Because it's, it's beneficial. You only want it when it's beneficial, but then when it ain't beneficial, there's all this, oh, well, it's against because I'm black. It, it, to me, People who are allowing themselves to be controlled by these captions that were created by others to control you are basically slave minded, in my opinion. I agree. I totally agree. Um, we're going to start the land of plane. I'm going to read some super chats. I got two more questions and then we're going to um, keep this one as Donovan Sharp would say, high and tight. High and tight. Yeah. Um, let me see where I'm at here. Uh, A&A, A&A Radio, $5 Super Chat. Thank you. He said, uh, stop bring woke coach. LOL, great collab. <laughs> this is, that's a little phrase on our... <laughs> what, what does that one mean? Uh, uh, stop bring means... Um, it it kind of means... Somebody made a mistake in the chat one time and said stop. They meant stop being, but it said he quote, stop bring, and so he made it a thing. Oh, okay. So whatever we want to stop talking about, they... They put whatever that is. Stop bring something. Uh, I got you. So okay. it's kind of an inside joke. Yeah. Stop bring woke coach. Yeah. Um, LOL. Great collab. Love to see two highly intelligent brothers working together. Keep it up. Thank you. Uh, Mike Hawk filed a super chat. He said hearing CGA drop F-bombs is like finding the hidden bonus track on a CD from back in the day. <laughs> I normally don't curse on my show. So I hate, I let one slip today. <laughs> 
Dr. Thunder fought out Super Chat. He said, two of my favorite content creators collabing. Shout out to Dr. Thunder. He's another content creator. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dr. Thunder, very intelligent brother. I met him. Was it Vegas? We met in Vegas. I yeah, mean. he plays like 500 instruments or something like man, that. Impressive, impressive man. Yeah, you know, you go out to the to the beach and you grab two seashells and he turns the shit into a fucking <laughs> wow. orchestra. Yeah. You know, uh, a very talented individual. Shout out to Dr. Thunder. All right, so um, we're going to talk about the Red Pill space. And, but, but first, I'm going to talk about the importance of coaching in sports in a young man's life. Mm. Um, and this comes from my own personal experience. So it's some bitch assness happening in my world, in the coaching space. I coach one team, some other oh, people yes. coach another team yeah. and they harbor some bitch assness. Mm. One day I asked them, I said, uh, have you ever played sports before? <laughs> and they said, no. But I asked him that because I already knew. Yeah. He can't control the kids. He can't control the team. He can't win with a team full of all the talent. Right? Yep. So I want you to tell me, because I know you coach, right? Yep, I coach, yes. How important is it for boys to participate in sports? And what is it about sports that sort of galvanizes them into a man? Mm, that's good. That's good. Because I feel like sports is a prerequisite for every young boy. It could, it should be. It's getting harder though. What do you so mean? So you know, harder? Why? It's getting harder because people are specializing so early. So the top levels, like you know, there's club basketball teams third and fourth grade. You know yeah. what I mean? And them boys been playing since first and second grade. And uh, by the time you get the middle school, you could have back in our day, you could have tried out and had zero experience. Yes. But now at Seventh grade, you walk on the campus, the coach knows you, the coach then trained you in this grassroots program. So it's getting tougher because especially in the popular sports. Right. But um, what I want to touch on something you was talking about, about the coaches that never played mm -hmm. um, most times because they're in the inept in coaching, they'll try to control you as a coach. And what Yo, you do that's what's happening. Team. So yes. they, they can't get their team and discipline together. They can't get their philosophy together. They don't have any strategies and tactics. And so when you kick in their ass, they'll tell you to stop pressing. They'll tell you to uh, change your tactics and strategy and control your team. Right. And you're like, my, my team is my team. Your team is your team. You, you focus on your team. Yeah. And so that's typically what happens with people who don't play sports or they're bad at coaching. Yo, you nailed that one. Yeah. They'll try to control you. And they'll say, you're an asshole for running this defense. You're an asshole for, you know, you run a two, three zone on fifth graders. You know, that ain't fair. Yeah. Should we do it? Not really. You know, I mean, uh, because they can't shoot, you know, you got to shoot out the zone. So yeah. they can't really do it. So it's going to work in your favor. But the, the league should take that approach. Right. You can't come to me and say, I can't do it, it when it's a, when it's the rules says I can do it. Right. Um, but, I, uh, you know, yeah, just, I, I, I. I tried to give him some tips. I tried to help, you yeah. know, and he's very abrasive to that. Right. Very so apprehensive. Supposed to know it all. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm supposed to know it. Um, yeah. For example, they came to me and they asked about this one kid, talented kid. And I said, this is his position. Yeah. They all looked at me like I had two heads. You fast forward two seasons later and the kid's playing that position. Of course. Why didn't you start that sooner? Now they can't even, uh, uh, let's say, develop this player skill because they never played the sport before. Yeah. Right. Yep. But it's crazy because um, 
I used to yell. I have a loud voice. It projects. Yep. So I used to yell during the game. And my lady told me, she said, yo, stop doing that. You helping him. By yelling. But, well, giving kids oh. instructions on the field. Oh, I see. Oh, you're helping the other coach. I'm helping the other coach. Right. Oh. Because the kids are winning. Right. I'm because I can just yell one instruction and it change the entire sure. game. Right. Yeah. 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 It's soccer. We talking about here. Okay. Yeah. Split second. The whole game's different. Right. Correct. Yep. I stopped and it just, they lose every game now. Okay. <laughs> well, but, but again, but that's again, the women trying to make room, man, just stay in your lane, ladies. Look, unless you play <laughs> soccer, don't say nothing. Unless you coach, don't say nothing. Right. Um, right. you know, the, what, what you yell to your team, they respond well, it's, it's to not my they team, know though. it. It's not my oh, team. You're, you're yelling at the other team. I, it was his team. I'm, I'm watching. Cause my son plays. Oh, on I team. see. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Oh, you yell on the field. Okay. I got it. You yelling on the field this from is, the this stands. Is, this is his team. I'm yes. in the stands. Okay. Okay. And I'm coaching the kids from the stands. Oh yeah. 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 That's tough. Yeah. You don't want to be coaching the kids from the stand. This, I mean, as a coach, I don't want the, you know, it's tough because I'm trying to get my kid to respond, but if he's not saying anything, that's one thing, but I try to tell kids the, Focus between the lines and the sideline. Yeah. All right. Well, that's neither here nor there. It can get confusing. Yeah. But the one thing I did want to talk about is young kids, young boys, and the importance of sports. The problem is it is is that sports are being specialized, mm-hmm. and um, people still want to stick to the traditional three: baseball, football, uh, football. I mean, and basketball. Mm-hmm. But um, I always try to teach, especially minorities, you better be playing other sports. Mm-hmm. You better be playing other sports because the basketball window is closing. Like it's almost nepotism. And, you know, most people in the league is somebody's son that played 20 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have that. And then you have the genetic free, somebody with long arms that dragging knuckles on the six foot 10 dude that can leap from the three point line. <laughs> That's what's in the league now. Yeah. It's a nepotism and, and, and uh, it's a very political league. So for you to make basketball happen for you, you better be genetic freak Mm. to make that happen. Like freaky fast and big or lightning quick and small. I mean, and can hit lights out crossing the half court line. You better be that. If not, you better go play soccer. You better go play volleyball. You better go learn how to run a base. What lacrosse? You better pick up a lacrosse stick. Because now you distinguish yourself. So when a recruiter comes out, they're going to be like, he's a little raw at, at, at lacrosse, but we could develop his talent by letting them know how to work the stick. Mm. But, but, but now you're going to go play basketball because you want to cross people over. Man, please. Look, I, I used to tell, because I used to coach women's basketball um, in the college level. And so we go to these recruiting events and mm. all these five foot four, five foot five, five foot six girls will be trying to go get scholarships. And I would say, go play volleyball. Go play high school. Go play for your high school volleyball team. Uh, you're five six. You're five seven. You can jump. You'll get a scholarship there faster mm. than to be a five six five five girl on my basketball team, where the average height is five nine. Right. I can't deal with another. There's only so many scholarships I can give to a five foot four point guard. Right. To a five foot eight slow ass shooting guard. Mm. I don't have a spot for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get 5'10", 5, 5'11", 5, 6 feet, 6'1". Six, and women's basketball, the best space is 5'10", 5, 5'11". 5, That's where your best players are going to be. Mm-hmm. So if you're not that, you better go play soccer. Mm-hmm. You better go swim. Mm-hmm. You better fit, figure out another lane. And people can't do it because there's no 
there's nobody watching in the stands. So people handcuff themselves by using their athleticism, not to the best ability. Mm. But uh, boys need to, at an early age, identify if they want to play sports because the window's closing fast. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I still think they need to be involved, right? Because they, they need to be involved in something. Yes, the things that you learn, let yes. your team down. Yes, you know, um, let too much bitch assness is though protecting that though. What do you mean? They don't keep scoring games. Oh uh, yeah, parents will come in and berate the coach for not playing t- equal playing time. You know, there's always going to be a fit a protection of failure. Yeah. That you're trying to cultivate in what your mission is. Yeah. Right. But then the mom is going to come and yell at the coach, your coach's fault. Your coach sucks. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll interfere. The league will change the rules. You can't suspend bullshit players. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's getting tougher and tougher for coaches. I'm glad I got out when I did because this generation, the participation trophy generation has produced even more worse kids. And um, you know, that, they they focus too many they 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 focus too much on games in my opinion because we didn't play all these games right uh, we 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 went, we went to camp right we did the bonding and you know the focus wasn't on winning and losing it was development and we did drills mm-hmm. you know what I mean in a hot ass concrete mm-hmm. somewhere you know what I mean we that's what we did but now all they do is play games yeah you know the aspect I think that is biggest. Uh, in sports is taking criticism. Yep. A lot of young men out here don't know how to take criticism. Correct. It's I, you hate them. I hate those players. Or no, they you think they hate you. I mean, sorry, you think they think you hate them Correct. because you're criticizing them. Correct. Right. right. I, so, I hate their response. Right. I don't hate them. Let me correct myself. I hate their response. Yes. Right. Why are you? I'm trying to help you. Right. <laughs> I tell I, my players all the time. I said, if if you don't hear me correcting you, I've given up on you. <laughs> <laughs> if I never stop you and you you turning the ball over and you kicking it all over the gym yeah. and I don't say nothing, yeah. that means I don't think you should. Now, if I stop you, I'm helping you. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's something that all young men need to learn is how to take that constructive criticism. And take it on the chin, right? Yes. And not have the alibis. Because a lot of them want to give you, every time you do something, they want to give you alibis. Like, yeah, everything doesn't need an alibi. Doesn't need You don't response. need to know. Yes. And say, the, okay, coach, I'll fix it. Well, the, the, the purpose of sports is to be able to take a criticism and adjust immediately. Because in the game time, I'm supposed to criticize you, right? Mm-hmm. Correct you. And you're supposed to immediately respond to it before we're down 20. Yes. I don't need you moping in practice when I could, when I, um, critique you because then that means I'm going to be down 20 at halftime and, and at halftime spending time to pick your ass up. Right. So you have to understand our generation, these last two generations are generations that grew up without war or the need to go to the military. Mm. So they don't have that, you know, the, they don't have, I grew up at a time I feared becoming turning 18. I was like, she hit. I had to get drafted. I'm going to war. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so in the previous generations before that, everybody went to the Vietnam, Korean, World War II, World War I, and then anything that was going Spanish War, whatever was going on, every man had that where these boys don't. Right. They don't have that fear at all. So they turn 18, they could go out there ass hanging out their pants and not getting any discipline and automatically on the team. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a different culture we're dealing with. Yeah. 
Um, I want to wind down talking about the Red Pill community. I want to talk about how you got involved with this and how do we make the Red Pill community better? Are there things that, you know, we can do to make it better, et cetera? But how did you end up in this space? Man, that's a good question. I think uh, the, the I ended up in in because of dating, right? Okay. Dating and it wasn't my divorce. It was dating after my divorce, which led me here. Okay. And uh, so, my, you know, I went through stuff with my ex-wife and all that stuff, but that's not what led me here it was you know, that gave me an understanding of what, what happened. But I think I've been red pill before that because I was always a natural, um, uh, I questioned a lot of things. You know, I grew up watching Kennedy assassination video breakdowns, right? Okay. And I would be like, wow, they're lying to us. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Did we really go to the moon? <laughs> you know, I was like, what? You know, I don't, and so I was basically, basically um, always questioning things. So I always remind people the red pill is not just about women. Right. It is about a lot of ideology. So that's why I could go in in on the community because they, you know what I mean? They're like, wait a minute. And I'm like, no, I'm red pilled about life. Mm. So what we can get in our spaces, the best thing we can do to improve it is I would say on the, on the dating side, we could be less lethal with the, with the rage, Ah. you know, with the rage, Uh, rage is a natural part of this development in your life where you're questioning things or you're cynical. Mm -hmm. But um, sometimes we lash out, which gives us less credibility, right? Mm-hmm. And it makes people want to censor us. Uh, and I've been there, so I can't, I'm not being critical of them saying I've never been there. But if we can correct that, then people can come in open-minded. Because you got to understand, people are blue pill to hell. I mean, people are, people are Mickey Mouse, you know, when they come in here. So when they hear what I'm saying, they think I done jumped off the deep end, bro. Yeah. They like, what? You know what, I mean? <laughs> what do you just say? <laughs> what? How dare you? You know what I'm saying? I say something against the black community. They're like, oh, but see, you're a blue pill. Mm. You know what I mean? You don't know. You've been conditioned. And people are conditioned heavily to be blue pill. You know, they want you to just, oh, just believe what oh, the president said. Just believe them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't deal with that at all. And uh, the, be- the best thing we can do is open it up and be less critical of the new people and then less in a rage. Yeah, less vitriol and such. Yes, less vitriol calling it like because even even if we call a man a simp, mm. you know, a simp might be in here listening, trying to get the message. Right. And we just called him a simp. Yeah. You know what I mean? We just really kind of just closed the door on him mm. and shamed him. We're, we're, we're accusing people of shaming us, but we shamed him for his mindset. Mm-hmm. So and he might can, not have had that first experience, the heartbreak that. a. Yep. And then now he's like, oh, F these guys. They think I'm Sims. Right, and right. that's just because. And so we, you know, man, we got we got to be conscious of how we do that um, because we just close the door on the mind that came to be open. Right. 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 Um, DMs, DM musing. Five dollars super chat. Thank you. Appreciate you. Um, Man. Excellent conversation. Thank you, man. Dude, you are a great interviewer, man. This, you're so calm with it, too. <laughs> Super calm. <laughs> this is what I'm famous for. I, I thank you. I appreciate that. I'm very yeah, humbled man. by that compliment. Um, you know, I try my best at this. This is a passion of mine. Um, and you you knocked it out the park, man. Thank you, man. You know, just giving them a little bit of something. Give them a little bit of something. Uh, Coach CGA's uh, information is uh, all in the description box below. So make sure um, y'all go get in tune with him. Uh, uh, website, uh, repeat it for him, just so they know. Uh, Greg Adams one. So it's spelled out O-N-E, Greg Adams one at uh, dot com. Dot That's com. the website. Yeah, okay. Greg Adams one dot com. And then social medias. 
social media. Anytime you put in Coach Greg Adams, it's going to come up. So yes, that's kind of right easy. Yeah. Coach Greg Adams. Um, I learned a lot. <laughs> well, shoot. I mean, I'm, if I'm, I'm teaching you, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> you, no. You're the master of this, man. I've been doing this. You know, I've been following you before I was making content. So. Oh, wow. Really? I appreciate that. Yeah. On oh. Twitter. You know, I used to see your name and people talking about you. So I appreciate you having me on. This is an honor for me. I'm humble. I'm humble. I mean, I ran into you. Um, Well, ran run into you. We worked together out in Vegas. Yep. Yep. Um, And I'm very much an energy guy. We're like, let me stand next to you and have a conversation with you to see who you really are. And when I talk to you, you just, you just reminded me of like them old school cats who just kept it real, you know? And, and that shit's just really refreshing for me. And it's just like an older head. Uh, I mean, you're not that much older than me, but it's somebody I could trust and say, Hey, yo, you're going to keep it real. You know what I mean? You're not going to sugarcoat anything. So, um, Thank you for coming on my platform. Hopefully I'll see you again at the next CME or, or whenever yeah, I man. see you again. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Coach Greg Adams. I am Hotep Jesus. Coach Greg Adams, hold on. I love y'all. Hotep Jeez. and Bill. Save the game if you're not fake. HJ got a plate and a hot take. They gon' get you moving right, these goofy types And keep the unks goofy tight Look, let's get it lit like a Lucy, aight Show the world what we can build when the crew unite And why these frauds out finessing your protests I'm in the gulags, playing chess with the hoteps The hoteps been told you Don't sweat, bruh, I ain't gonna hold you Keep receipts for the things that they told you Ears to the street, they got secrets to go through the whole tip's being told you. Don't sweat, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. Keep receipts for the things that they told you. Ears to the street, they got secrets to go through. Whole tip and build. Y'all know the deal. We go in for real. It ain't got no chill. Teach me how to grip. Teach me, teach me how to grip. Teach me how to grip.